Scripture this morning is from Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 20. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one ever lighting a lamp puts it under a bushel basket, but on a lampstand, and gives the light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until it is all accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This passage continues directly from last week's passage about the be- on the Beatitudes. This is Jesus' continuation of his Sermon on the Mount. Jesus has directed his words to the people that have gathered to hear him and toward his disciples. These people were hearing these words from this man whom they had left their whole worlds to follow. Jesus told them that they, the disciples, both in front of him and those to come, were the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Jesus, who is often himself called the light of the world, reminded his followers that, followers that they too were the light. They too were key in the growth of the kingdom of God. In ancient times, salt was quite a, co- a commodity. It was used for many things among them as a flavor enhancer, as it still is. Just a pinch of salt here or a dash of salt there can bring out certain notes in a dish. I'm assuming. I don't cook, so I'm guessing that's what it's used for. (laughs) Salt is also used as a preservative. I remember when I first learned about salt being used that way. When I was in third grade, we read the entire Little House series. And in that first book, Little House in the Big Woods, there was a part of the story where they were hunting and raising enough meat to be salted and stored in the attic to get them through the winter. Even at age eight, I knew that meat couldn't just hang out in the attic all winter and still be edible. I was fascinated to learn that salt could be used to cure the meat, preserving it through a certain length of time. Light is something that comes up a lot in church. For us, Jesus is the light of the world. But Jesus is reminding us in this passage that just as we depend on him to be the light, 
He depends on us to be the light as well. Light illuminates. It warms. In some cases, like with sunshine, it produces essential vitamins to sustain health and growth. In his conversation about salt and light, Jesus is already directing us in how we should work together. He calls us the salt and the light, already commissioning his disciples to do the work of the kingdom of heaven. He has just handed down these blessings in his Sermon on the Mount, these Beatitudes. In this passage, Jesus is asking us to go deeper to look further than just those blessings. As Jesus preaches about the salt and the light, he tells us that these blessings he has just given are like the commandments of Moses. But it is not just about knowing the law or obeying the law. The scribes and the Pharisees can do that. Jesus requires that our righteousness exceeds simply knowledge and adherence to the law. In order to do that, we must work to see that the law is fulfilled. The law of God is to do justice, to care for widows and orphans. The law requires that we love God with all of our hearts, minds, bodies, and spirits. Jesus is calling us to follow the law with a purpose not just to say that we followed all the rules. Jesus' words in this passage show us that there needs to be a balance of salt and light to properly grow the kingdom of heaven. We need a balance of preservation and illumination to really allow the kingdom to flourish. And that means that the salt and the light must work in tandem with each other. We live in a world that is constantly becoming more and more polarized and divided. It seems that no matter anyone's opinion on any subject, there is a group standing in the wings just waiting to pounce and spew hate. We unfortunately live in a time where it has become okay to completely reject ideas from anyone who thinks differently. Even when the desired end result is exactly the same. If it's not done my way, then I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. I am catcher or I am nothing. Our current culture is so quick to dismiss and reject, that we completely ignore that each side may actually be able to create the right combination to succeed in the common goal. The church is not immune to that culture. Just by looking around, we can see it. Different denominations and congregations are the result of one or a group of people not liking how something is done and moving on to one that is more suited to their feelings of scripture and beyond. Many of, the many of the decisions are left to those in higher pay grades than any of us, 
And so we have to spend time looking at a deeper level here at the local church. The salt and the light are often fighting each other rather than striking a balance for understanding and growth. The salt that enhances the flavor and experience of worship also preserves the traditions. In the United Methodist Church, we preserve our sacraments of baptism and Eucharist to enhance and preserve our relationship with Jesus Christ. We have programs that we have been doing for years. The Swiss Steak Suppers, Bible Schools, Work with Food Pantries, and it goes on. The salt gets sprinkled throughout our communities, bringing the knowledge and love of Christ to those who hunger for it. The light brings in new ideas, new ways to recharge what has become dull and warm what has become cold. The light fills a room and lets us know that there is still plenty of space for new people and new ideas. The light allows us to shine the love of God on the people of our world who feel lost, hopeless, and unloved. The salt and the light must be in balance. Too much of either and the plan doesn't work. In our lives as Christians, we must find the balance. Both salt and light can be overdone. We need sodium in our bodies to survive, but too much can have significant health concerns. We need light to be productive, but too much and we aren't able to wind down and regroup. Too much or too little light can drive a person insane. People in places like Scandinavia who have periods of 24-hour light have to take precautions so that they can get some relief. Very pale pastors also cannot spend too much time in the sun because they will begin to singe like an egg in a fry pan. There absolutely must be a balance between the salt and the light. The people of Christ's body must work together in order to spread the good news. Water is another element that gets used a lot in church to describe the work of God. In most cases, we think of water in baptism, and, and it's a good thing. Today, I'm going to use it a little differently. For today's point to be made, we need to be on the lookout for water. There are a few ways in which salt can lose its saltiness, and one of those things is water. Water will dilute salt. Water can get into the salt shaker, causing the grains to bind together and no longer really be useful. Water can also extinguish a light. In contemporary Christianity, oftentimes the gospel of Jesus Christ gets watered down. It happens through many ways, through translations, but usually through interpretations. We all have parts of scripture that we wish didn't call us to do what it actually calls us to do. 
And because of that, we often water down the meaning or water down the tradition. It makes us feel uncomfortable. It makes us feel like, oh man, I'm going to have to be accountable and do something that I really don't want to be accountable for. And so we water it down. Jesus' ministry and Jesus' teachings are a call to action for the good of all of the children of God. By his own words, he did not come to replace the law or abolish the law, but to see that it is fulfilled. By his own words, not one letter of the law will be changed until it has been fulfilled. Through the teachings of Jesus Christ, we begin to fulfill the laws of God by doing justice, by loving kindness and mercy, and walking humbly with God. We are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We are here to see that the inhabitants of this earth and this life know that they are loved and that there is a place for them. We are here first to do no harm. The salt and the light must work together to bring the kingdom of heaven into the lives of everyone. Together. Balanced. For the good of all of the children of God. Amen.